Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Clam comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Third hour, Clay and Buck kicks off now, everybody. And we were talking before about how can it be? And I'm telling you right now, I've been texting even during the show today, Clay, and in in some of our breaks, friends of mine that do polling and, and people that are very in tune with the political climate. And, and they're all saying, yeah, man, it's wild, but... These numbers are these numbers. Like, these are legit polls from legit pollsters, and Trump is way, way out ahead of Biden, never mind the Republican primary field. But against Biden, it is right now looking like he would win every swing state. Um, so, yeah, he's not going to win California, but Trump would win if the election were tomorrow. And people keep saying, oh, you're falling for it. I see this on, on Twitter. I probably shouldn't pay attention to stuff. They're like, why are you falling? I'm not falling for anything. This is just what the polls are saying right now, which is interesting because it's the only thing we have, the only metric we really have to gauge political sentiment in the country. And it is very surprising. And it's from there is no one who is saying, oh, no, look at these polls. These are telling you the real all the polls say the same thing. And when that's happening and and it's not in a margin of error situation, it's not like Trump up two or Biden up one or up 10 in Michigan. This is crazy. Okay, so. Then we get Clay to what we talked to Senator Vance about a few moments ago, or last hour, which is they must think that the ace up the sleeve here, you know, it, otherwise the Democrats would be in an absolute panic. And and I think you're I think you're right. You know, when we've talked about how I was saying, oh, get ready because they're going to do the whole insurrection, January sixth, um, Trump is Hitler, all this stuff. They're starting it, and it certainly hasn't really felt like it's landing yet either. So I think that will increase the panic Democrats feel over all this stuff. Um, but ultimately it seems, and JD said this as well, they think the ace up the sleeve is the legal situation. Now, Clay, we know that, uh, Jack Smith, the special counsel, um, has taken a, a pretty interesting action here. This was just breaking today when it comes to trying to make sure that he can get that, this is the Chutkin, Judge Chutkin, D.C. 
based January 6th case, right? This is the one that I thought was the likeliest federal case to happen and the one where a D.C. jury will probably convict Trump, right? So this is where he faces jeopardy in that sense. Clay, take us through, because I know you've been, you've been looking at what's in this, uh, appeal that, that Smith has, has put. What do we need to know and how is it likely to affect the timeline of whether this, because if the trial doesn't happen before the election, and especially if Trump wins, it's all over. Yeah, so this is important. So let, let's just kind of take a step back and let's think rationally about where we are. And, and I'm going to try to walk through it slowly. And by the way, if you have questions about this, I'm working through it too. And maybe there are Supreme Court uh, attorneys out there listening or former clerks that can even give us a better sense of timing on things like this. 800-282-2882. And you heard J.D. Vance say, look, I'm not an expert in all of the minutia of the arguments, but I believe Donald Trump has a very strong legal argument that all of his activities that they are trying to prosecute him for now are within the bounds of his presidential powers acts. Now, this is related to everything January 6th connected, right? I think the, the case in South Florida dealing with whether he could have possession of the classified documents, that's another case. So I'm putting that off the table right now. But if you look at Atlanta and if you look at, uh, at, at DC, Jack Smith and, uh, and what's the, uh, the Willis? Is that the, uh, the prosecutor in uh, Fannie Willis? Willis? Yeah. Fannie Willis, I think, in Atlanta. These would, this would relate to these two. One is federal, one is state. They're trying to rush through these cases because they want to brand Trump as a felon because they believe it will be politically valuable. And Trump and his attorneys are, they're making very concrete, I think legitimate legal arguments that these are within his presidential powers. But the timing here is, is really important because what's happening is right now this case, and again, if I'm wrong, staff, listen to these facts. Right now the case in DC is scheduled for March 4th. That is basically two months after the first of the year, right? January 1st happens, boom, we're almost straight into the Judge Chutkin, January 6th, Jack Smith case. First one that's going to go to trial. And Trump's team is saying, wait a minute, you don't have the right to engage in this these charges. I have not engaged in criminal behavior. This is within the scope of my presidential powers. They're now arguing this in front of the courts. And Judge Chutkin, the trial court, has rejected it. Trump has appealed her decision to the D.C. Circuit, which is the next court group up. What has happened today is Jack Smith has jumped over the D.C. Circuit and going straight to the Supreme Court and presidential power. Now, the reason he's doing it, Buck, is Jack Smith, I think, is getting nervous based on the timeline here because Mm -hmm. they need to start jury selection basically right now, in order to be able to get a verdict before the election. And can I just add right now that as if we needed any more proof of how political this is, it should just be a process that they go through without concern about a looming election. A looming election for an indictment that has already been brought should they waited until this time of the election to bring. This is what I mean. The whole thing is manipulated 
against Trump in a political fashion. This has nothing to do with the criminal justice system in the sense that this is normal or ordinary process. They waited to launch this in the election year, and now they're trying to manipulate the process in the election year so they can get this done in the timeline they want to be as politically damaging to Trump as possible. Trump is an American citizen. I know he's a former president and likely future president now, too. He's an American citizen. He should have his full rights. We are talking about a federal criminal trial that could theoretically, Clay, lock him up for decades. I mean, federal charges all carry like a 10-year you know, sentence, and there's mandatory minimums could come into play. And they're playing games with this because they want to make sure they get it before he can become president. Like, do you see what I mean? This is, yeah. this is, they're, the system is rigged and now they're even trying to rig it more to destroy him. And, and I, again, I think that this might be what's driving the, Trump's numbers keep going up. I think people are seeing this and they're like, it's too gross. It's okay, too so, gross. So here is where it gets really interesting. First of all, the Supreme Court, I believe, can say, no, let's wait and see what the D.C. Circuit Court, uh, the D.C. Court of Appeals says, and then we'll review their uh, case, because that's normally the way it would go, right? Jack Smith is trying to expedite this case. I don't know why the Supreme Court buck couldn't also say, look, no, we're not going to expedite the case. We're going to kick it back down to the uh, Court of Appeals uh, in the D.C. Circuit. They'll review it. They'll issue their opinions. Then that would be the appeal would next go to the Supreme Court, which the Trump team has said, certainly we're going to appeal this to the Supreme Court. I don't know why the Supreme Court can't. And I I had our staff look up the oral argument schedule. I don't know why the Supreme Court couldn't set an oral argument for the very end of their uh, oral argument term, which is the end of April. Have that oral argument heard at the end of April. And then they don't have to issue opinions until late June, the I'm not sure exactly, maybe our team can look out when the last day that the Supreme Court can issue an opinion. You know, a lot of times they wait, Buck, until the very end of the term to release the most controversial opinions. But if the Supreme Court scheduled an oral argument for late April and then issued a ruling for mid to late June, which they usually do as they go off on their summer recess, there's no way Donald Trump could be tied tried before the end of the year. So to me, on some level, by trying to go straight to the Supreme Court, Jack Smith is acknowledging that he is in a difficult place from a timing perspective to try to get this case all resolved uh, before people start going out to vote. And I think the later you move into 24, the more challenging, like remember, you're going to have to spend months getting a jury. Are they really going to try to seat a jury in July and August? of 2024 if the Supreme Court comes down with a decision and then Trump's people can just delay, they can delay. Uh, I, I question if the Supreme Court wanted to, I think the Supreme Court could ensure that this case basically isn't. Now, they could also say this is an illegitimate case and toss it, but even if they allowed the case to proceed, they could basically time bar it when I'm looking right. at the calendar. And if I'm wrong on this, somebody can call in and tell me what I'm missing, but... It seems to me that would certainly be in play. And here are the political implications of this. If the D.C. case is either is time delayed or for some reason the Supreme Court just says this is all garbage. I don't think they're going to do that, by the way. I just I don't think even with a 6-3 conservative majority, they're going to say, yeah, we're just going to smack this whole thing down. Although maybe I don't know who knows. 
Um, but Clay, if they can't get Trump on this one, they're, the New York case, no one takes seriously. Correct. I mean, even Democrats can't keep a straight face with the 31 counts of writing the wrong thing down. Again, if you, if you believe what Alvin Bragg has, has brought against Trump in New York, you have to believe that Trump could pay off a dozen mistresses with campaign funds. You have to believe that it's a campaign expenditure, right? This is the, this is the whole thing. And that, and that he, he didn't list it as a campaign expenditure and therefore violated New York state law. And because it also ties into federal law, like the, the whole thing is completely bonkers, right? It yeah. does not, does not hold up at all. Okay. Florida trial, Eileen, Judge Eileen Cannon, it's set to start May. Is that right or June? I, I think they haven't. Affi- it's in the. It's in May or June. But they basically have acknowledged that they're in the on deck circle, waiting yeah. for whatever happens in and, DC. And, and that was not right going to happen. You get one. I don't think it's going to happen. You get one Trump voter. One Trump voter on that jury, and you're going to have. You're, yeah, you may not get an acquittal. You'll have a hung jury though. There's no way. You get one Trump voter on that jury, and they're going to say, "We all know what this is. Sorry, not going to happen." Okay. So I don't think he's in real jeopardy there. Atlanta thing is just, a, you know, the Rico and you know, that, that's, that's a giant mess. That's probably not going to happen either. So really, I think you could make the case if Jack Smith is, is sort of defeated legally here in the January 6th case in DC, the entire thing we've been talking about, which is what switches this election around is a federal felony conviction of Donald Trump. Pretty unlikely that happens at all, which means now it's just open field Trump v. Biden. Yeah, and I want to ask you this question because I'm going to think about it during the commercial break, too. What are the political ramifications for the Supreme Court? Because I understand, I'm a lawyer, I understand that the the court's going to say we care about the law, we care about the law. But the one thing that John Roberts, who is the chief justice of the Supreme Court, has shown is he is super sensitive to what public perception of the court is. So Jack Smith is forcing them potentially to weigh in on an incredibly political issue in 2024. I told you what I think they should do. I think they should just kick the can down the, down the road and keep this case from happening by continuing to like allow this, this to play out. And then after the election, they could weigh in and it's not as political to examine. Um, but I want I want to discuss that with you, Buck, when we come back, because I'm working through it in my head. How would that play from a legal perspective somewhat, but more so politically, because Trump has appointed three of the judges. So if you get uh if you get three of those judges that he appointed who said, oh, Trump is not uh even if they're accurate, I think, on the law, Trump is not able to stand and it's a 5-4 decision or a 6-3 decision, and it's entirely Republican appointees on one side, Democrat appointees on the other side. What does that do to court legitimacy? Something to think about. 800-282-2882. If we've got any lawyers out there, any judges out there, are we seeing this one right? Are we missing something? Or you want to just call in and say, Clay and Buck, you guys are geniuses. You've nailed it. We always like those calls. That's fun. So give us a ring. You know, you've worked hard to build your retirement savings, so you deserve an investment that delivers consistent returns without compromising your financial security. Look, I'll tell you, I was just checking on the dashboard, uh, my own dashboard, as a Phoenix Capital Group investor, because I am one, because I believe in what they're doing. So they make it very easy, the interface, it's very transparent. You log in, you see how your investment with them is doing, and you can do this 
through your 401k and IRA um, for corporate bonds to start earning tax-deferred annual returns that range from 9 to 13%. Phoenix Capital Group is providing investors a new high-yield option, investing in domestic energy assets. Look, they can tell you a lot more about this and in more detail, but I can just tell you that I'm a believer in the Phoenix Capital Group, which is why I'm an investor. And I gave them what, for me, was a substantial investment. So go check it out. Go to phxonair.com. That's phxonair.com. Learn how you can diversify your investments and earn 9% to 13% annual interest. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. That's phxonair.com today. Speaking truth and having fun. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We're going to take a call here in a moment, but I think, again, the seeking an expedited ruling from the Supreme Court, to me, feels desperate by Jack Smith because it suggests that he's aware that it's going to be very difficult to get this trial resolved before voters go to the polls in the 2024 election. And I'm curious about the timing in many ways, and I've asked for people out there that are more of an expert on Supreme Court jurisprudence and trial scheduling as it relates to that to weigh in. Brian in South Florida, what's your take? Do you agree with me? 
that this is Jack Smith being afraid that he's not going to get the trial date start on March 4th, and he's trying to move things as expeditiously as he can uh, by advancing the appellate process faster than normal? All right, so I don't know where Brian in South Florida just went, but uh, what he was going to say is that he's had some experience in Supreme Court jurisprudence and that he thinks there are potentially issues that are arising associated with how that might go. Okay. So Allegedly um, back now. We can get him. Okay. Brian, what's up? Hey, okay. So this is basically a checkmate move by the Trump legal team to punt this beyond election day. The Georgia case is probably not going to go before election day. The Fort Pierce case, I think, will get punted due to discovery issues for the government not disclosing records, and there's classification issues as well for review of those records. So here... You have a situation where they're trying to, in the uh, D.C. case, where they're trying to skip over the D.C. Court of Appeals and go right to the Supreme Court. When Trump was president during his administration, there was one case, I forgot exactly what case it was, where they tried to skip over the Circuit Court of Appeal and go right to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court responded and stated, no, you have to go through normal course. So if that was an existential threat to democracy, well, this would be as well. What they're trying to do, for anyone with common sense, is they're trying to put their thumb on the scale. There's a letter nervous. It's poll after poll after poll where he's up. They got a poll today in Michigan up by 10 points. Yep. Whether it's an outlier or not, the consistency with the polls is that he's up by two, three, four, six points. National polls, state polls, swing state polls. It's a desperation move. Yep. No, I agree with you. I, I think it's a desperation move to try to get this advanced so they can guarantee that they're in spot. You know what? A lot of you might be feeling a little bit desperate out there because of how things are going uh, when you analyze your financial situation. How many people out there want to save money on gas, on groceries, on a lot of the fast food meals, on some of the restaurants that you run to? Upside can hook you up. It's a free app in the App Store. You can go download it today. Uh, we've done it in the Travis household. It's already saving us money. All you have to do, get your phones, type in Upside, boom, you can sign up. Buck, you've already got going, too. Carrie uses it on the weekend. She did her Costco run. She had to get some gas, and guess what? The Upside app, she was saving on every gallon, and, man, she loves a deal. So a deal on gas, deal on groceries, Upside app play. We love it over here. Get hooked up with it today. Upside, use the code Clay and Buck. That's Clay and Buck, all one word. You get 25 cents off every gallon of gas. Do it today. Donald Trump leading with an outright majority in Iowa, 51%. Ron DeSantis, a very distant second at 19. Nikki Haley, 16. Ramaswamy and Christie at four. We last polled Iowa in October. Since then, look at this. Donald Trump's lead. He is adding eight points to his total. DeSantis up a couple. Haley flat. Donald Trump over the last month, last six weeks in Iowa, has actually improved his position. And the last time we were this close to the caucuses, that a Republican candidate had a lead anywhere near this size, they got to go all the way back to George W. Bush. The year was 2000. Bush won the caucuses. Bush won the nomination. Biggest lead for a Republican at this stage before the Iowa caucuses in almost 24 years. So you got to go back quite a ways here uh, in order to get to a similar position. And that's interesting, Clay. There are a lot of people that are looking at this and trying to make sense of it. And, and all the caveats apply. We're a year out from the general election. 
snapshot in time. A lot of things can change. A lot of things can happen. Okay, fine. Wanted to hear from a lot of you on this one. Um, let's take, uh, Dave in Salt Lake City, where I believe the show is number one. We love you, Salt Lake. What's up, Dave? Hey, not much. And the show is number one out here. Thank you guys Thank for what you. you do. Thank you for listening. I want to start by saying Patriot props to you guys. You guys are my top Patriots that I go to for my information. And, um, you know, I just read an article the other day that Salt Lake or Utah was one of the states that was slow to warm up to Trump, I think back in 2016. Um, and, I was one of those people that was slow to warm up to him, but based on everything that's happened now, um, I've warmed up to him. And if they convict him, if he's a felon by the time the election is held, that seals my vote for me right there because I know that he's been railroaded. You're more likely to vote for him if he gets convicted than you would be if he were not convicted. But Dave, to be 100%. fair, it, it, it sounds a little bit like you're already at the, at 10 on the dial and you would just make the dial go to 11. Is that, is that fair? Um, yeah, I think at this point, yeah, I, I think that's probably a fair assessment. I would vote for him now, but I definitely, my vote will be still. There won't be anything that will change. If he's, if he's convicted felon come election day, he's got my vote no matter what. I Thank don't you, Dave. any of the stuff that they're, that they're railroading him for, so. Clay, do you think when I make the, the, this is Spinal Tap reference about the amplifier going to 11, <laughs> do people, is that too, uh, too vague now, or do people catch the, this is spinal tap. Right I think too. that's such a cliche now. I don't even know that it would be associated with spinal tap. So, so people just know about take the dial to eleven, but yeah, they don't realize the, it comes from that that memorable scene in the movie. That's a that's a fair point. All right, fair enough. Uh, Joe in South Carolina, what you got for us, gentlemen? Thank you so much for taking my call. Uh, one of the things that I'd like to remind our listeners or your listeners too is that Rush Limbaugh taught us a long time ago that. In this stage of the election cycle, polls are not meant to show public opinion. It's meant to influence public opinion. Every election cycle, we always see the polls represent them trying to push the electorate in the direction that they want to go. And then as we get close to the actual election, they tighten up to show more realistic numbers. So, so wait, Joe, like. Joe, can we, can we roll with, can we roll with this theory here for a second? So sure. then you believe that they're setting a trap by making it seem like Trump is both inevitable and unbeatable because otherwise what are they what are they trying to shape the electorate with Well what they're doing is normally what they do is they hide those numbers they try to show that those numbers are less than what they are in this case I do believe Trump is up that many points maybe even more but Joe Biden needs to go, according to the Democrats. Okay, but so uh, let me. I mean, yeah. I'm Joe. I'm just trying to follow your logic here. All right. So you believe well, it's that not, Trump it's not is mine? It's Russia's. Well, well Russia's in a sense. With all due respect, election. you're calling in, reacting to the polls that are going on right now. So I'm asking you, what is your theory? Well, my theory is is that they want to replace Joe Biden and put somebody in that's more electable, uh, and uh, or to try to possibly lull us into thinking that you know that the gap is a lot wider than what it is, so that we do run Trump, so that they can easily defeat him in the okay. So, uh, so, so you believe he okay. believes the Trump trap theory? Just to be clear, okay. That's, that yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I guess the next question is if why the only re- so first of all I don't believe it. Okay, my position is if there are a hundred polls out there, and that's an exaggeration, let's say there's 15 polls right now, and they're all saying basically the same thing, and Trump has uniformly, right? Anybody out there listening to me, the polls have consistently undervalued Trump. 
since he entered into the political arena, since he came down that staircase at Trump Tower, 2015 all the way through 2020, every poll undervalued Trump, undersold him. It doesn't make sense to me that now everybody would be overvaluing Trump, right? Like, what would the logic be behind that? Are you supporting Trump in the primary? Oh, absolutely, I am. I supported Trump in the uh, in in both previous elections as well. I was a little bit slow to come on board uh, back in uh, sixteen, but uh, definitely got on board shortly after he walked uh, came down that escalator. Okay, so you're um, so, but but so like, what would the? I don't understand the rationale. I agree with you that Biden is a bad candidate, but I think he's a bad candidate because the polls are accurately reflecting the fact that. of Americans think that Biden is too old and too mentally incompetent to be president. By the way, Republicans, Democrats, and independents, it's like the only thing in America they basically agree on now is Biden's too old. So I guess what I'm saying is, in order for a grand conspiracy to exist, someone has to to benefit. Okay, but trying to replace Biden. That's but so they're exaggerating. So you you think that okay? So take a step back. You think that Biden is actually way more popular because that's the only way your logic no. applies, right? No, no, no. They they wouldn't be releasing these numbers accurately if they didn't want to replace Joe Biden. They would okay. Be but that, but uh, you understand my logic. What you're saying sure. only makes sense if Joe Biden is actually way more popular than the polls are reflecting. And they are then driving him down to try to put pressure on him to drop out. If the polls are accurate, they don't need to adjust them. The only reason they would need to adjust them is if Biden is actually five points higher nationwide than he, than the polls are saying, right? The logic of no, what I you're think... arguing only, a, thanks for the call. Do you yeah, understand Joe, that? I appreciate, I, yeah, like yeah, the yeah, only I, way I that would play, apply. Yeah. But look, I, I appreciate Joe calling in. I appreciate him listening to us. I just say, um, it is possible that Joe Biden is weak right now for all the reasons that we know, and the polls are accurately reflecting this, and that is a part of the discussion about why he should be replaced among Democrats. But the notion that this is being, this is your point, manipulated to change numbers to shape perception in a way that makes Biden look even worse? Where's the evidence? Where's the evidence for that? You would have to believe, and I think this is what you're getting at, that in reality, Biden's actually up three or four points or whatever on Trump nationally. That in reality, Biden's actually beating him in these and, swing and, states. And the Trump argument, the anti-Trump argument that I will hear and that social media seems fired up about is, oh, they're rigging things for Trump because they want him to be right. the nominee. We're, and then as soon as he's the nominee, oh, they're pulling the rug out from I, underneath him and it actually turns out everybody hates Trump. I, I think we could we can just, on the shorthand, so everyone's on the same page, that's the Trump trap, right? It's a trap. Yes. For those of you who remember that meme, it's a trap. That's the whole thing. You don't buy the Trump trap theory at all, right? Oh man. No, I, I don't think... not I don't not buy the Trump well, first of all, I think that the polls I don't believe that there's some hidden hand manipulating the polls. I agree here. with and that. I'm not a yeah. polling expert, but I'm just I don't I don't see that. Um I think you can I think you can also manipulate polls based on the sample size and how you ask the question and everything else. But to to get so many polls so clearly saying the same thing, you can manipulate a poll a few points, just like you can manipulate elections a few points. But when you're talking about being up 10 points in Michigan, yes. and this is in line with, with big wins in other swing states, Trump up six, you know, here and, and seven there, um, something else is going on. It's, it's too broad of a sentiment for it to all just be a, a, a manipulation. Now on the point about the Trump trap, 
I think that Democrats want to run against Trump. I do believe that. I think they view it. Now, this is their perception, okay? I think they view Trump as the most beatable by Biden. I think they could be wrong, and right now there may be a whole, oh, my gosh moment. They're probably not saying gosh, uh, you know, or, or holy you-know-what moment um, where they're saying we might have miscalculated in the Trump trap in the first place. Um, that's because, because the, remember the, the, the bringing the indictments, it was understandable. There was going to be some consolidation of the base. Yes. If we step back base consolidation makes sense, but we're seeing more than base consolidation. I think what they have not taken into account is, and by the way, I think you should be skeptical of everyone in a position of power, right? So I don't think being skeptical is wrong. I think what you have to be careful of is just because one thing is true. Like, it was true for everybody out there listening that they exaggerated the threats of COVID and they also exaggerated the efficacy of the COVID shot, right? I think you have to be careful believing that there is a grand puppet master who is able to enact 15 simultaneous conspiracies because if pollsters, and remember, some of the pollsters, for instance, are actually Republicans, right? Their, their entire basis of existence is to get things right. So I think right now what they have missed on, Buck, is the story is Biden's weakness and incompetence, which is why I think that they never anticipated they would ever get to a spot where 75% of Americans would think Biden's too old and too incompetent to be president. And I would I would add to this, Clay, when we say things like Biden's weakness, you know, we're all we see this in the debate stage a lot and people using political language like, you know, weak on the world stage. And I always say, OK, well, what does that mean? Give me the what. When you say Biden is weak, there are real, tangible, statistical database things. You know, the, the average home in America right now, the average yes. mortgage payment has what what is it? It's gone from like it's nearly 17, double. It's basically double. It's going to say gone from like seventeen hundred a month to 32 or 3300 a month. That means for the middle class, for folks, you know, making making, you know, 40 to 120,000 dollars or whatever it is, home ownership is not a thing you're getting into right now. Yeah. And then you add the cost of goods because of inflation, because of the excessive government spending, you add the worst border we've ever seen, you add the continued democrat cozying up to uh, lawlessness and crime in major cities, which, you know, Biden doesn't really get tagged with, but generally speaking, it's something that Democrats, it drags them down. You know, he's weak for good reason right now, right? He's weak for reasons that can be articulated and that we articulate here. So it all makes sense. That's, that's the reason why I don't discount the numbers because what's the counter argument, right? The counter yeah, argument is, that... is Trump is Hitler, which I think isn't working. And, and again, I would just point out Trump has been under uh, underutilized or undervalued, I should say, in the polls since 2015. So if there was some grand, uh, you know, plan at, at stake, I, I don't see it. It doesn't add up the conspiracy theory unless you are an anti-Trump person and you're saying, Oh, I love Nikki Haley. I love Ron DeSantis. And what's really going on here is Trump is super weak and they're trying to goad you into making him the nominee. And then. My problem with that is, so you think every pollster is simultaneously trying to rig the game against Trump? I mean, also, you know, if it, all it takes is one pollster, we, we don't even have outlier polls here, folks. Yes. Right? 
We're not even saying, you know, three of the four main ones that have come out are indicating this. They are all speaking with the same voice. Imagine if you could be the one poll that gets it right or the one pollster who's actually closer to what the reality ends up being. Um, now, I know these things change. The numbers will change over time. The point is, though, you want to be the guy who looks or the, the gal who looks the most accurate on this. I don't see the conspiracy. I think the Democrats, I think at some level, the system, and now we're talking about DOJ and the Biden White House. So now we can start to identify the actors. That Democrat apparatus thought that they could consolidate with the indictments of Trump and then finish him off legally. And what they may, so there was a Trump trap component. Yes. I do believe that. But what we're seeing is Democrats realizing, oh my gosh, it's not just a base consolidation for the primary. There may be something else going on. He may be picking up steam for independents who are outraged by this, and they may not be able to finish him off legally, which would mean that they've miscalculated on both ends of this. Possibly. And it would also be old school boy who cried wolf scenario because they're trying to run the same game plan that they've run before. And finally, it doesn't work anymore. You know, there's a reason you have to change up advertising campaigns. It's because if you run the same playbook over and over and over again, eventually you start to land on deaf ears. And I think that's what's going on. I think this is all about Biden, not about Trump. I think this is about Biden's weakness. Remember, I've said for some time, I think Vivek Ramaswamy, Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, or Donald Trump, any of the top four candidates right now, I think they would all win. I think they would all find a way to beat uh, to beat Biden head to head. Uh, look, Christmas two weeks from today. Don't wait. You got another week to start shopping. Man, that's crazy. I bet a lot of you just panicked when I said that. I hadn't even thought and done the math here. I was like, oh, I knew it was close. But yes, two weeks from today is Christmas. Have you done your shopping? Have you got the best possible gifts out there? Maybe you're already starting to celebrate Christmas with friends and family. Not uncommon in tons of you. I'm sure this week and this weekend are going to be celebrating in advance and on for the next two weeks. This is the holiday season. I've got an incredible gift for you. Legacy Box. Just check them out right now. Trust me. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Clay. That's LegacyBox.com slash Clay. My name. That's how you get the deep discount they're offering right now. 65% off regular prices. Boxes and boxes of old photos, old camcorders. You can get hooked up. Digitize every photo for as low as seven cents a photo. All your old camcorders, all your old VHS tapes, legacybox.com slash clay. That's the legacybox.com slash clay. You are going to love it. Hop in line today. Legacybox.com slash clay. The perfect holiday gift. Download and use the new Clay and Buck app. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Use your CNB 24-7 subscription to get access to the guys. Find the Clay and Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you 
every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Uh, we got a few more callers who want to weigh in. We'll take some quick calls here. Encourage you, by the way, Ron DeSantis, first hour, J.D. Vance, second hour. Um, and uh, we've got a good show lined up for you tomorrow as well. Always go download the podcast. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, uh, we've got an excite, uh, exciting stuff coming up for you tomorrow. We're not going to get too deep into it right now other than to say we've got some, uh, some guests that will be on the show this week. That I think you're going to really want to hear from and, uh, especially tomorrow, a little bit of a, a little bit of a surprise for some of you folks, which we are looking forward to. But, you know, Clay, I, I want to just continue, you know, this is what happens. Clay and I end up texting about thoughts and things after the show and with Allie and the team and sending it around. I, I don't know what's going on right now other than I'm not hearing good explanations from anybody who thinks that this is somehow uh, all, all fake. Like it's, it's a conspiracy. Trump isn't so far ahead. Biden isn't so weak. Um, so something's, something's up. And I, and I don't think it's all a fabrication. No, I think, look, the general rule was that Occam's razor, the most likely explanation is typically the truth. Doesn't mean it always is. The most likely explanation is this, and I think this is what all of the media polls are reflecting right now. Biden is the weakest incumbent presidential candidate in any of our lives, and most people don't think he's able to do the job. And as a result, when given an option, whether it's Donald Trump, Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, or Vivek Ramaswamy, a lot of people say, I'm not picking Biden. And I think Tucker as VP would be interesting, Clay. Very much. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.